Alright, this is Down by the Bank, episode 15. This is Corey. Hey guys, it's Derek. Down by the Bank is a political podcast. We're covering the post-Trump and Hillary Clinton debate today. Uh, Derek, what are your thoughts on that debate? No comment. Okay, <laughs> none. Alright, we don't need to, you know, people have their opinions and that's why we live in this great country because we're free to do that. But I just can't voice my opinion at this time. <laughs> I could voice an opinion, I think. That debate was awful. Oh, no. It, it, it was awful. Don't get me wrong. But it, I, I don't want to get into uh, Did you hear about Ken Bone? Ken Bone? Yeah. Ken Bone. I'm going to have you Google that when we're done. But there's a guy who like went viral from the debate named Ken Bone. He was That's his name is Kenneth Bone. And he had like a red sweater on. And they asked him, like, he was one of the guys, I guess, in the panel that, that asked a question for both Trump and Hillary. Hmm. That's, so it was that fly that was on Hillary's head or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Somebody had tweeted that that's a, like, there's a serious rumor or, like, thought and, I guess, more, not conservative, but, like, the extreme right that uh, that's a sign that she's, like, the devil or something. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're definitely going to get to some football here, guys. Uh, we're going to get to some football. Yeah. So, sorry to cut you off, Cole. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, hey. It's Bears week. Uh, going on the road. Got a NFC North opponent uh, up in Chicago. Uh, Soldier Field. New Soldier Field, however you want to put it. Although the Bears are 1-4, it's still going to be a, a tough place to play. And the Jags are going to have to come ready. So I'm excited. Uh, unfortunately, I will be missing that game because I will be... On my way to my honeymoon. So, but um, you, we're you said have... unfortunately. <laughs> Ooh. Hey. Ooh, yeah. She, she, she might if if she listens to this one, you know, the missus she'll uh, she'll she'll hit me later. But I have to edit that out. Do you a solid? But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So it'll definitely be uh, a great game. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so yeah, let's let's get on the road and let's get a W, man. Let's that's how you build it up, one at a time, one at a time. Yep. So this is episode fifteen. Couple notes right before we get started. Um, we're now on Stitcher. We had a bunch of requests um, through Reddit and Twitter to to get on Stitcher, which is another podcast platform. So you can catch us now on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And if there's any other platforms out there that you guys prefer to use, just please let us know. We'll try to get on there as well. And then one thing, we got one additional five-star review on iTunes. Thanks so much. And if you guys really could, those of you on iTunes, just jump on there for two seconds and just throw a little five-star review or a uh, you know write something in there too. That would be great. We really love that. And it helps move us up, moves us up the charts a little bit. Um, during the bye week, we actually posted on Reddit just to see if there was any feedback that, uh, everybody might have in regards to the podcast, things that you want to see comments or suggestions. Um, some good feedback on there. Um, one guy said that we need to make it shorter. <laughs> so I guess that last episode, 45 minutes, people don't want to listen to us that long. So we'll certainly yeah. try to, <laughs> yeah, we, we got the gift of gab, but that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to shorten them up. And then one guy, I really liked his comment because I kind of took it, took it as a compliment. Uh, he said, I really enjoy the little bit of debate you guys sometimes get into. Um, you know, one of, one of you being uh, the informed football fan, which, you know, he's referring to me. And while the <laughs> other is the, the casual fan, which is you. So I really, I appreciate you saying that I'm informed. Um, that's, that's great. 
Well, every dog has its day. (laughs) And then the, uh, yeah, I don't really believe that. Uh, (laughs) You're definitely way more formed. And then the one guy, one more shout out, Corolla Lover. Uh, We're going to give you two episodes in a row on a shout out. Uh, His comment was, I'd prefer if you mentioned me more often. So, uh, Corolla Lover, hello. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I appreciate the feedback. Definitely uh, jump on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Any suggestions or or feedback or things you guys want to see, please, please let us know. Um, so a couple updates, news since the last episode, um, you know, one guy that's back from suspension and I'm curious to hear what you think about, uh, this turn of events, but Aaron Colvin's back. Uh, it's a guy that started 15 games last season. And, uh, what do you think about that? You think he'll make a big contribution? Absolutely. Yes. And here's why. So besides coming off the suspension this season, you know, last season was the first uh, season he really got to play a lot and um, really you know show his stuff. Now that we have an improved secondary, uh, he'll probably he'll be at the nickel. I, I, I'm doubting that he gets moved to the outside and they put Jalen in uh, at the nickel again. They may do that to mix up some coverages and schemes, but it, it doesn't matter. And the in today's NFL, you got to have three solid corners. If you noticed, when we have Prince and we have Jalen in the game, they usually would attack House, Gratz, who's no longer with us, or Cyprian. They would try to stay away from the others. Now, that improves our, it tightens up our defense. And, you know, he'll get tested early. And if he does well, like, you know, he's proven he can, you know, be a, a solid player, then that makes us a lot tougher in pass defense. A lot tougher. And that frees us up to blitz. And we blitzed a lot against the Colts. So um, different packages, zone, you know, safety blitzes, coming off the edge, double A gap in the nickel, just opens up a whole, you know, whole playbook of, of things that they can get creative with on defense. So I'm excited about that. Right. Yeah, he actually had, I was looking at his page on uh, Pro Football Reference, he had four sacks last year. Didn't even realize that. And I think a lot of you guys will remember the uh, big uh, fumble return touchdown play that he had too, which was pretty cool. Um, speaking of Dwayne uh, Gratz, he actually was cut, like you mentioned. He got picked up by the Rams. Um, one funny thing on, on Jaguars subreddit on, on Reddit was that a Rams fan had jumped on there and asked, you know, Hey, what do you guys think about this player? You know, we just picked him up. How good is he? Man, they hate Grotz on there. <laughs> there was no good feedback on there. So that, that Rams fan came away disappointed. Uh, Luke Jokel was put on the injured reserve. He had the ACL MCL surgery. So that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, um, definitely. what do you think? It, it just, you know, that's what now. So his rookie season, he gets hurt after four or five games, plays his whole second season. Is that Do I have that timing right? Is this his third? No, this is his fourth season. So all, all I can, and I don't have it in front of me, so forgive me, guys, but basically now two seasons that he's, you know, his season's been cut short due to injury. This time a little bit, uh, you know, worse for the knee. Uh, hopefully I'm not sure if they marked him out for the year for his eligible return. I'm assuming he's out for the year. But, uh, yeah, so that's just because uh, I wasn't sure if he tore the ACL or if they just did the MCL. Uh, sometimes people, you know, depended upon the, the severity of it. But, uh, yeah, that's just unfortunate. And, you know, as much as we've hated on Jokel, 
and and said some things, especially in the preseason. He can't block. He gets whiffed. His footwork's bad. He's not punching. He's not attacking the inside shoulder like he should. He he still was, you know, the offensive line as a unit. That's how you get better is when you play together more. And now we got to plug someone else in there. And, you know, the next man up. So hopefully, you know, the, the job can be done and we can still continue to have that that uh, consistency uh, build from the last week against the Colts on the offensive line. Right. Yeah, and you are correct. This is a sports season. The first season, he only started five games. This season started four. Other than that, the last two prior years, he pretty much played the entire year. So, mm-hmm. or both years. So uh, you think we might try to bring him back in the off season uh, as a guard again, or do you think he'll test the market? Or he, he's uh, he came into this league as a tackle. That's what it sounds like he wanted to be. He's probably going to test the market and see. You know, left tackles make more money than guards, so he would be dumb not to. Now, I think the Jags have a team option on him on the fifth year that they didn't pick up. So he he's gonna have you know they're they're gonna see and also we gotta remember we have more games to play we have twelve more games so if his replacement which it looks like it's gonna be Chris Reed probably perhaps maybe uh, ends up doing well and then they might not even bring him back they might just say hey man thank you uh, but you know hey football is a sport but it's also a business. Right. So, yeah, disappointing to see him go, but uh, it is what it is. Julius Thomas and Jared Odrick will be back for the Bears game after missing uh, the last game. So that's certainly a good pickup. Um, so with Colvin, Julius Thomas, Jared Odrick, I mean, looks pretty good going into the uh, into Sunday. Um, in, in anticipation for the Jags and Bears on Sunday, I did pull up the – this is something I'm going to try to start doing just because I think you get some interesting insights uh, in the fan base. I pulled up the Chicago Bears subreddit. Uh, they hate Connor Barth, the kicker. <laughs> Actually, one post was titled Connor Barth, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> um, they asked if they could pick up Aguayo after he was going to be cut by the Bucks, which I don't think is going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, no, man. He's struggling. <laughs> Struggling. That's your guy. That's your guy, yeah, he right? Kicked one last night that uh, won the game for the Bucks, but um, you, you know when you're a second round pick and you're a kicker, you, you got to have ice water in your veins, and he doesn't have it so far. He's got lukewarm uh, water in his veins, if not hot water. <laughs> so. That's funny. Um, so he, so Barth is kicking, I guess, sixty two point five percent on the season, which is like twenty percentage points, roughly below his uh, career average or at least recent average so uh, something to keep an eye out for I guess uh, one of their big things is I guess he missed two crucial field goals in the last game in a row and then their complaint which is something that we've kind of talked about as well uh, is that the theme seems to be that they think they're not running the ball enough and that that's why it's you know maybe that's something that's contributed to their one and four record and that's definitely something we've talked about from the Jaguars perspective yeah absolutely and and and, you know, in the one victory they do have this season against the Lions, they ran the ball and had a 100-yard rusher, uh, Jordan Howard. I can't stress, you know, we're, we're not going to keep repeating the same things. If people want to listen about my, me and how I feel about the running game, they can go back and listen to previous episodes. But you got to run the ball. <laughs> and, hey, they, they ran the ball 
hard against uh, Detroit, and they won the game. So uh, hopefully that trend continues. Uh, not for us, though, but you know, for, for, for a Bears team that is, is struggling right now. But, you know, for with us, we, we've got to make sure that we put a stop to Howard and that, and that rushing attack that uh, they've kind of picked up on in the last couple of weeks and uh, and go from there. Right. Well, in the Bears, they're fourth in their division, just like us. Their record's one and four overall. Um, Cutler's questionable. Uh, he's been injured. Um, what are your thoughts on him possibly possibly playing or not playing? We want him to play. Okay, li- li- listen up. I'm going uh, to give you some, some, some figures here. In one and a half games, he was sacked eight times. Hoyer's played three and a half games. He's sacked three times. I wish I could look up the QB hits because I'm sure it's double, if not triple, what Hoyer's been hit in less, in less game plays. They hate him. His teammates, they definitely don't like him. You can tell. You can see it on the sidelines. Martellus Bennett just came out earlier today and talked about how he do- they don't like Cutler. He's not a leader. Cutler is Hollywood. So I, I, I really like Bill Parcells as a coach. Uh, definitely, you know, time with the Cowboys and, and some with the Giants, or a lot with the Giants, I should say, but I was too young to really remember a lot of that. But pretty much he, he had a saying. He told it to Tony Romo, and a lot of quarterbacks fall for this in the league. Don't turn Hollywood. Cutler is Hollywood. He's got his Hollywood family, wife, whatever. He just, he does, he's, he's interested in making money and just losing. So we want Cutler to play. We better hope Cutler plays. It's going to improve our chances greatly. He's got a strong cannon for an arm. That's all he's got going for him. So that's what I think. And if he does play, then our defensive ends should be looking their chops because they're giving up a lot of sacks with him in the game. And it was the same thing last year. He he'd get creamed and hit all over the field. They just don't respect him. I think they I think their line blocks a little bit less than they do with Hoyer. That's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually Googled once you mentioned that. Man, those quotes that Bennett has about Cutler are pretty bad. <laughs> like, first of all, there's one quote with lots of cursing in it, and I'll let you guys Google that one on your own. Uh, but there, he said, actually, kind of corresponding with what you're saying, he said, quote, some people that you want to be a leader are not that guy. That's the leader. Everyone in the locker room knows that this is not the leader, but this is what you want the face of the team to look like. So, uh, not a uh, ringing endorsement there uh, of his former uh, teammate. Um, and then, uh, I guess, I didn't even realize, uh, Martellus Bennett and Michael Bennett are brothers, yeah. I guess. But in the same article, yeah, Michael Bennett, I guess it said at one point in that ESPN the Magazine a little while back that Jay Cutler's the worst quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> you you got to look so. at this. He was in Denver with a younger Brandon Marshall. They didn't do anything. Goes to Chicago, reunites with Brandon Marshall. Still couldn't do anything. Now that Brandon Marshall's left, Cutler's just there. And what, he's been there four, five years now? When has Chicago done anything? Nothing. Maybe they've made the playoffs maybe one time, if at all. Probably not. I mean, that's terrible. He's supposed to, he, he came out of Vanderbilt like he was, you know, uh, going to be a decent superstar NFL quarterback and do a lot of things. He's done nothing. He's gone Hollywood, gone rogue Hollywood. He just wants the money, and he doesn't really care. 
So Jags fans, we care about W's. So let's make sure and let's or let's make sure we can't make sure, obviously, but let's hope that Cutler plays. Yeah, that's what that's what we want. Yeah, this is actually his it's actually his eighth season with the Bears. I didn't even realize he'd been this with them so season long. With the Bears, really? Yeah, eight years. Yeah, he was with the Broncos for three and well, eight see, in that's Chicago. Even worse than hey, hey, <laughs> and let them you know just because you know, I don't know if the Bears are trying to handle it with you know kid gloves or be you know sensitive to them or, or whatever it may be, but put him in. Go ahead, put him in. Yeah, well, in that same couple articles I was reading prior to us recording this, it doesn't sound like the head coach is big on making a change either. So uh, even if he's healthy, I guess it doesn't necessarily guarantee that we're going to see him. But I guess you're in favor of seeing him. So that we'll and that also the fact that Hoyer threw for 397 yards and two touchdowns last week. The week before that, he threw for 302 yards and two touchdowns. And the week before that, he threw for 317 and two touchdowns. Notice what I'm saying here. Touchdowns and no interceptions and 300 yards. So they got something going. Brian Hoyer's got something going there in Chicago uh, with the receivers, with Jeffries and Zach Miller. Um, I think Kevin White's injured. So who knows? The only thing, the only thing I wonder about that though, and I don't really look at the Bears that much, but they probably have a lot of like, and I hate, I hate to like use this terminology because people were bashing Bortles on this too, but like garbage time yards probably because of how much they're losing. No, you know? not necessarily because all their so their last game was it was tight. It, it came down to the, I mean they they lost by six, but you know they were um, what the end of three they were losing you know nineteen nineteen thirteen so yeah. And they won the game against the Lions, fourteen or seventeen, fourteen. Uh, the Cowboys. Now they were behind in the Cowboys game. Uh, they were behind big early. It was, looks like it was twenty-four-three halftime. So yeah, some of those could have been garbage yards. And against the, uh, you know, and that's when you know he came in during uh, the Eagles game. And the Eagles, believe it or not, have one of the better defenses in the leagues. So um, yeah, he's. You got to think. Sacked three times in three and a half games and hasn't thrown a pick yet. That's, you know, we we want Cutler to play. But Chicago's coach, if he plays Cutler, then he's dumb and we will get the W. So, <laughs> Right. One other thing that we both noticed when we were looking at the Bears is they have about a bazillion players on IR. <laughs> so strength and conditioning coach or whoever probably needs to uh, be uh, reevaluated over there. Yeah, um, injury bugs hit them real hard this year. They've lost, you know, Kevin White, Kendall Fuller, just to name a couple of the players. But, yeah, they've, they've been hit real hard. Yeah, and I did pull up Hoyer on Pro Football Reference. I guess, you know, we've had four games against him. Historically, he's 3-1 and one against us all time. But it's not like a Phillip Rivers situation. If you remember, we pulled those stats. He destroyed us every game. His stats have been pretty pretty uh, mediocre against us, but he has won. So maybe uh, – I hope we haven't kind of run into him at the wrong time here while he's on fire. Bring him on. Um, We're ready. You know – yeah, but one guy, one guy like you just mentioned earlier, though, to keep an eye on, and now I feel like such a jerk because I think in the last podcast I called both of their running backs creative players from – they have creative player names from Madden, uh, Jordan Howard and Jeremy Langford. So Langford's hurt, and uh, Jordan Howard's, I guess, the guy that kind of took over for him, who I think was like a fourth or fifth round draft pick this year. 
Um, he's averaging 5.8 yards a, an attempt, so uh, maybe a breakout yeah, player. And I'm for telling them. you, the because the Jags were uh, playing the, the Bears, I actually watched that uh, game, their, their their game last week, and their line seems like they're bro- blocking a lot better. And usually in in the NFL, you usually don't just all of a sudden start blocking better. It takes time, but with with Cutler. With him out, they just start, you know, hey, we're, we're going to play. I'm telling you, there's got to be something to it. We'll never know, but there's got to be something to their line just magically coming into their own and started blocking better, having 100-yard rushers or 300-yard passers. Now, I get it. They played the a Colts defense, which stunk. You know, you know, we beat them. The Lions defense, you know, is decent. And the Cowboys defense is, is decent. Uh, but... There's there's something to that offensive line. I, I I don't know. That that's that's what I'm going with. That's my opinion. They're, they're playing. They're, their team's playing a lot harder uh, for for a, a different quarterback. Really quick side note, non Jags and Bears related. What do you think about them with Romo coming back? Stupid. Going back. Stupid. To him? Like what's your what's your theory on that? Because I feel like they shouldn't. Stupid. <laughs> Have the Cowboys won a playoff game? Since Romo's been the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? I don't know, have they? I think they've won one. Maybe one. And then there was the the uh the, the catch that Des Bryant had a couple years ago up in Green Bay where they got kind of you know uh, cheated out of the game. Time to go, Romo. I'm sorry. Dak Prescott, you got a, a rookie that's playing well that hasn't thrown an interception. And you're going to bench him for a guy that maybe have won one playoff game? Hasn't been to a conference championship game or a Super Bowl? Or... No, I'm sorry. Your team is playing well. You're 4-1. and one. That's the reason why I am no longer a Dallas Cowboy fan. As growing up as a kid, I've said it before, I grew up a Cowboys fan. And I, I'm not a homer. I don't jump on the bandwagon. Obviously, the Jags are, are losing, so it's not like there's a bandwagon to jump on. You can hate a team and say you got to stick with them if you don't like a player, if you don't like a coach. But when it's the owner, you got to switch. You know, because he's got to have that same stupid mentality, and he's going to do something real dumb here in the next couple of weeks, and the Cowboy season's going to go down the toilet if he does, if he makes that change. Is like I haven't watched any Cowboys games. Is Prescott legit? Like, is he actually? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, it's not set. You know, some like when RG three run the won the Rookie of the Year a couple years ago. They catered the offense like of stuff that Baylor was doing to expose his talents and hide his weaknesses. Same thing with like uh, Colin Kaepernick when when uh, Harbaugh was there. Then when you start really getting into the nuts and bolts of a pro-style offense, uh, those quarterbacks will usually struggle. Dak Prescott isn't struggling. The Cowboys didn't cater an offense. He's running a pro-style offense, and he's not struggling. Him and Carson Wentz, you think Carson Wentz just threw his first interception last uh, last game, and, and, and Prescott hasn't. So, no, Prescott's doing just, just fine, and for the Cowboys' sake, they better not put Romo in or else there's going to be a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, that's it for Down by the Bank, a Dallas Cowboys podcast. No, no. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. No, no we got to keep um, going on our, on, our, on our beloved Jags. 
By the way, I did look. Uh, I guess Romo had six appearances in the playoffs. He was two and four. Two and so, four. Yeah, but I mean, still, I mean, he's been there for quite a while. Yeah, so. they can take that two and four and go somewhere. But you know, back to the to the uh, to to the Bears. Um, you know, similar you know situation. Cutler's a starter. Hoyer's been playing hot. Do they bring Cutler in? I don't think they do. If they do, that's a oh man. That's a real problem. And what's Cutler do? He makes a, a ton of money. He's one of the better paid, highest paid quarterbacks in the league. You ride the bench, collect your money, and sit there and be quiet. <laughs> and it's kind of like almost the same situation. Not not really completely the same, but like the Dallas thing where you got like the hot hand and like do you go back to the the guy that you kind of told was the starter or do you go with the hot hand? And I don't know. I feel like you, I feel like you go with the hot hand always. I couldn't imagine the egos that the coaches in the national football league have to deal with. I mean, it's gotta be, you know, nerve wracking. And that's something that the bears coach will have to, to, to deal with. Uh, the Jags, you know, we don't have, we have a couple veterans now that we've made some free agent moves. Uh, but most of our team is made up of rookies and younger players. So we don't have those egos just yet. You know, you can obviously see Jalen Ramsey's going to probably mold into one of those, but he's a really good football player. So he can say those things. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And, but yeah, let's just, let's hope Cutler plays. So, um, I'll give you one reason why they might put Cutler in. He uh, averages tops on the team salary eighteen million dollars, seven year contract. <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything. That's just dumb. Let's, let's go on to you know looking at the Jags defense and, and, and the isn't that defense. crazy That's, though? Jeez, oh my gosh, ridiculous. Um, so anyway, ridiculous. yeah. Couple uh, stats, uh, just kind of randomly pulling up uh, prior to the podcast. Bears are are twelfth in in pass defense and twenty fourth in rush defense. So I mean, just kind of offhand, I would think that would be an area that maybe we try to pound the ball a little bit with Ivory and Yeldon. You see what happened last game, and that was Ivory's first game coming back off the the, the hospital stint uh, illness that he had. He had another bye week to kind of recuperate. Clean some things up, address the offensive line with Jokel being gone. They really should run the ball and then set up for the deep shots down the field. The Bears' secondary is kind of depleted. I think they got a rookie back there. So run it early, run it hard early, and then as soon as they start sucking in, we we hit them up top. We hit them with A-Rob. Um you know, use Bortles, his rolling out, the, the, the sprints, yep. the naked bootlegs that we, we talked about. Uh, he's, he, Bortles kind of has a, a, a gunslinger's mentality. You know, he likes to get into the teeth of the game. And uh, the Bears' pass defense, it's not the best, but it's not bad either. But if we run the ball like we did against Indianapolis last week and control the line of scrimmage, oh, man, look out. We can put up some points on them very easily and very quickly. I really hope they keep uh, with Bortles moving around. He seems really comfortable playing like that, you mm-hmm. know. Because I, I can tell you this, with opposed to probably the Texans, I think the Bears played them in week one. Um, I think Des Bryant's been reeling from some injuries. The Eagles know, the Lions know, the Colts maybe T.Y. Hilton. This is probably going to be the best collection of wide receivers 
that the Bears are going to face from us. So, meaning collect not a single player because obviously um, there's other teams, you know, the teams out there that have better wide receivers than us, the Texans, you know, they have DeAndre Hopkins, for instance. But the collection of wide receivers as a group, you know, that's going to we'll probably that'll be the toughest that the Bears face this season. Do you know the Jaguars are the seventh ranked defensive overall team in the league? I had no I idea. I believe it. And I believe it. And I'll tell you why. Because you gotta think, with a side to Phillip Rivers, nobody's really toasted us. Andrew Luck didn't get going till end of the third quarter, really. And uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what was it? A little bit under 200 yards passing. I mean, he didn't. He made some incredible throws and made extended some plays, but they really couldn't do what they wanted to do. And also with with moving Ramsey out the corner, he's he's holding he's holding it down. He's going up. He's taking on some of the league's top receivers, and he he's making plays. And and like I said, you know, you you're gonna have errors, and you know things are gonna happen. But it's not consistent. We're not consistently getting punched in the mouth all the time now. Uh, also, the defensive line is starting to play better. They're starting to really disrupt the offensive line of, uh, of our opponents, and and that's what we need. You know, seventh is is a really good is, is a really good stat for being ranked overall seventh, and just hopefully the offense can pick it up because. What teams will do, and this, these are adjustments. These are the things that coaches need to pick up on is they're going to notice, hey, they're ranked seven defensively, 26 on offense. So we got to try to run the ball and wear them down. And if we can wear their defense down, then we'll have a chance. That's why we keep getting teams are doing that to us for a reason. Because, A, it works. You win ball games that way. But, two, I bet you they also know that, hey, their defense actually isn't that bad now that they're starting to play together and they're learning and they're understanding, especially a lot of the young guys. Then getting Colvin and Audric back is going to help tremendously as well. But really, like the next ranking kind of tells the story of the season. The offense, like you just mentioned, they're ranked 26th. So you got the seventh ranked defense in the league. You got the 26th ranked offense. It's like if we can just fix that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like that if we can just fix that, we should be one of the better teams. Yeah. And, and it's a uh, starts with, you know, controlling the clock and controlling the line of scrimmage. That's what they have to do, and they'll have to 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 get some man coverage and force the Bears to do some things and, and get out of uh, get out of character and try to you know help stop the run. If we can do those things, we should be okay. Now, I still, I, although I will say that I feel some of those plays that we ran against the Colts weren't just gimmicks or weren't just you know on the fly. They definitely had a game plan and getting Bortles out of the pocket, and it worked. Now I'm interested to see what Greg Olson does in some adjustments against a, a, a decent ranked, uh, a decent ranked Bears pass defense. So we'll see. And then as far as defensively, the Bears are obviously running the ball a lot more. They're running the ball with uh, Jordan Howard. We got to stop that. Let's go ahead and make them. Uh, one-dimensional and see if we can stop that passing game. Yeah. Well, you had one interesting note uh, prior to us recording as well. Um, you know, obviously it's a must-win game from the perspective that we need to not be one in five, but 
also uh, from the perspective of, you know, the upcoming schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So buddy of mine, got to give a shout out to uh, John JK three. I've known him for years now and that's what we call him. Uh, Shot me a stat of some uh, home games coming up. Um, That uh, the, the Raiders, the uh, the Vikings and Denver. Uh, we also got Houston in that mix too, but of the some of those home games that we have this season, they're combined thirteen and two. So we actually playing. You know, I don't know if you ever watched Minnesota play, but good night, Sam Bradford. I, I, they're going to have a decision to make at the end of the year if they keep playing like that, because uh, you can't just play like that and they say, okay, we're going back to Teddy. We got to let you go. That that would that wouldn't be smart for them. But uh, they're they're playing good football. Obviously, you know, one game at a time. So after Chicago, we'll get uh, Oakland. And Oakland, they got some dynamite wide receivers. And Del Rio, he would love to come in here and and kick our butts. So, How do you think the crowd would react to him? They're going to boo him. And then if Oakland ends up beating us, which that I don't want that. But if that happens, then he'll leave with his – hands held high and uh, <laughs> uh, that, that, that's you know unfortunately his his time his last years here weren't weren't the greatest so and I think I meant one in four we don't want to go one in four no. uh, yeah so. we, we got we definitely have some work to do uh, we go to Tennessee which they're you know they, they play us tough all the time at Kansas City they they'll, they'll play us tough uh, I want to say Kansas City's maybe having some attendance problems with their. Uh, I heard that they're not filling the stands like they usually do, but I don't know why. Um, so the schedule, although we're not playing New England and, and teams like that, we we have a really tough schedule. Um, I think it was known before the season started that our schedule was going to be uh, pretty tough, and and it is so. I feel bad, like, even criticizing anybody about attendance issues after all the crap that we got over the years. You know what I mean? Yeah, No, it just surprised me. I sit here, and the reason why I see this is I'm looking at some of the uh, tickets available for games left, uh, looking at the schedule. And they still got over, like, uh, 10,000 tickets. I mean, there are some, some, uh, some like, the we play at Indianapolis – at the end of the year on, on New Year's Day, and they only have seven. We play at Houston, December 18th. They only have about 5,000 left. It's like, it, are they really struggling? You know, their stadiums aren't that big. So we'll see. Uh, at Tennessee, for instance, in a couple of weeks, Thursday night game, 3,000. But that's a Thursday night game, so you can't really. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the color yeah, rush game? Be the color rush game. On the twenty seventh. I'm so in favor. I'm so in favor of those uniforms we wear. I feel like that should be our primary color scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't think so? Nah, nah. One one game's good enough. All right, but, well, but yeah, so hopefully we can get this W, guys. I'm excited. Uh this that there's definitely we definitely have the talent to win the game and definitely can and can beat them. But it comes down to execution and and, 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 and no turnovers. So Yep, and hopefully some more missed field goals from Connor yes. Barf, yes, the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, well, that's pretty much it. Uh, looking forward to the game Sunday. Um, as always, not to beat a dead horse, please rate and review us on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher now. 
Let us know if there's any other platforms out there. Pretty soon I won't be able to fit all the little links and like the tweet and the Facebook updates anymore. So, uh, but check us out on all those platforms. We're on Facebook. Make sure you like us on Facebook. We put updates on there and uh, also Twitter. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.